Welcome to episode six of the Money and Home podcast. It's your host here, John Gelnais, founder of Money and Home and financial advisor. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you about contentment in friendship. So what does this mean? It's the concept of understanding that everything you need in terms of the people that you require and need to surround yourself with to be successful in life and to achieve the things you want to achieve are already around you. Sometimes we mislook this. We think that if I don't connect with that person, if I don't suck up to that person or I'm not able to get ahead because I don't have the right people in my life, then we're missing a very big opportunity because everyone, everyone and every person you need to grow, to get ahead has already been placed around you. And this is not just something that can help you to become successful in life, but it's something that can help you to live a better life, have healthier relationships, take better care of those around you, and use the community you're in to find the people you need to grow, get ahead, and become a better version of yourself and ultimately live a better life. So the first thing that I want to talk about is this, and I'm sure you've all heard this before, the saying of, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And this is absolutely true in life. It's fascinating if you watch, um, I've, I've watched a few documentaries now, especially on Netflix, where they dive a little bit into the lives of some very successful people. And you will find that mostly, yes, I'm not saying that you shouldn't focus on growing yourself um, from a knowledge perspective, that you shouldn't grow in wisdom, that you shouldn't uh, spend time learning or gaining degrees or um, growing your understanding about uh, worldly systems and uh, skills. But it's fascinating that all these successful people have amazing connections, amazing relationships. And that if you look at people, the higher they go in life, the better relationships they develop, the more they connect themselves with the right people. And I can honestly tell you that irrespective of the fact that I am a massive advocate for personal growth, I love reading, I love growing myself, I love learning more, all the breakthrough and the biggest breakthroughs that I've received in my life has come from the people that I know and not the things that I know, from connecting with the right people. And that's where the biggest doors get opened. So it really is true that if you want to experience massive growth in your life, and if you want to really tap into uncharted territory in terms of potential for you to move into places and grow into areas that you never thought possible, you're going to have to learn to connect yourself with the right people. And the wonderful thing is, is that God made this world in a way where he is so intentional that he said, when you were born and the community that you grew up in and the community in that I have you in currently is not coincidence. There's a reason why I placed you there. There's a reason why you're living in the town you're currently living in. 
And even if it's a place where you don't see yourself in the long run, even if it's a place where you're planning to move into another area or another town or another province or even another country, you can tap into the potential of meeting the right people in your current community and using the people that God's already placed in your life to grow yourself and to get ahead because you just need to know how do I find them? Because I promise you, in every town, in every area, and in every community, there, there's the right people for you to connect with and to grow yourself. And what I see often is, is that people approach this process the wrong way. So they see someone who's successful, and then they just go and suck up to that person. We in Afrikaans, we've got this word that we say, kruipgat, kruipgat. And look, for me, that's just something that I've never done. And it's not something that I feel is necessary. Look, if you find the right people, when you connect with someone that you know God's placed in your life for a reason, and there's a connection there, and you realize that I'm going to walk a journey with this person, to other people, it's going to look like you're creeping hot or that you're sucking up to that person anyway, but it's not that you're sucking up. It's just there's a connection. You're going to love spending time with that person. You're going to love learning from that person. And they'll also love teaching and guiding you because this is the great thing about this relationship when you start surrounding yourself with people that, you sh that, that, that will help you to grow and that will open doors for you. They also love guiding others they love teaching others they love approaching people that that come to them and say um i'd love to walk a journey with you and say look here's a lot of things that i've learned and i'm happy to share it with you and there will be a relational connection and i'll and i'll and throughout this podcast i'll explain to you why there'll be a relational connection but you won't have to suck up it will just basically happen naturally but you don't have to go and suck up to someone just for the sake of their success because you might just suck up to the wrong people and it will actually end up doing you more harm than good so how do you approach this process the wrong way the right way how do you approach this process in a way that will benefit you and that will actually allow you to align with the right people and the first part of this process is finding your tribe, finding the group, the community of people, the area or the place where you can surround yourself with people that fit your tribe, where you can say, this is where I'm supposed to be. To make this practical, I'll use an example of uh, MMA fighter because I'm a huge UFC fan and you'll see that for a lot of the guys that become successful in MMA fighting is they find their gym they find the gym where they know that these are the coaches that I can trust these are the coaches that I can journey with these are the teammates that I'd like to train with these are the guys that I feel that I can learn from and grow with and 
A good example of this is Israel Adesanya. I don't know if you know who he is, but he was the middleweight champ for a very long time. He just lost his title. Um, and he was an amazing champion up until then. And I'm sure he'll probably win the title again someday soon. But at the end of him losing his title, he said something that really stood out to me. He said, at the end of the day, it's not about the belt. It's all about my team. Now, in my life, this was finding my home church. That was the thing for me that, that changed it because that's where I could find my tribe and surround myself with people that I knew that I could journey with. And here's a few pointers of how you can engage in this process of finding your tribe. The first one is, is look for people, look for a place that shares the same values and beliefs. So don't go and take money advice from someone that doesn't have the same values and belief system as you. Because even though that person might be able to tell you how to make money, the relationship factor is not going to be there. The tribe factor is not going to be there. And it's not going to be someone that's going to be able to journey with you in the long run because they don't share your values and beliefs. Now, I'm not saying you can't take advice from other people, but I'm specifically talking about looking at engaging in a community, engaging in a group of people, engaging in a place where people can connect with each other, where you can actually build lasting relationships. And you're not going to be able to do that if it's not in a place where they share the same values and beliefs as what you do. And that's why in my life, I don't take advice from people that promote Get Rich Quick. Because I don't believe in Get Rich Quick. I don't believe in overnight success. Do I want to be successful? Absolutely. Do I want to be rich? Absolutely. But I look at it differently. I look at it from a perspective of Christian beliefs and values. And from the studies that I've done and the people that I surround myself with, that process is an, not an overnight process. It's a journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it's a process where you have to build character along the way. That's why it doesn't happen overnight because character building takes time. And it happens, especially not when things are going well, but mostly when we're in tough, difficult spaces and facing trials. Because for me and for the people that I journey with, we want our success to come from our character. We want our character to determine our success and not our success to determine our character. And that's why it's also important that you not just surround yourself with people that have the same beliefs and values or that you take advice from people or engage with people that have the same advice, the same values and beliefs, but they also practice their beliefs the same way. Or they do it in a way that inspires you. They do it in a way where you can see that, I can see we share the same values and beliefs, but the way this community or this person practices it is in a way that I feel I can practice mine and in a way that will help me to, be grow, to grow and become a better version of myself. And to become better at exercising and executing the values and the beliefs that I stand for and that I also value. And believing. That's why, for me, it's through my home church. It's through my local church because 
they share my beliefs and values and they practice it in a way that helps me to become a better version of myself and ultimately live a better life. And that's why I want you to understand and embrace the concept of mentorship. Mentorship is probably one of the best ways where you can grow your friendships, get the help that you need, and allow the people in your life to open doors for you that you could never open on your own. And that can put you in positions and places that will have a lasting positive impact on your life. Now, I remember when I used to work in corporate, and I worked in corporate for 11 years, I could never find a mentor. And even though I saw a lot of people engaging in this process of mentorship, and it was a desire of mine, even in that place to say, where are my mentors? I could just never find someone. But the moment I started putting myself in a place where I surrounded myself with people that shared my beliefs and values and that practiced it in a way that I knew that I could improve on and grow myself in, all of a sudden, one after the other, mentors started falling into place in my life. Mentors that could guide me from a financial perspective, mentors that could guide me from a spiritual perspective, mentors that could guide me from a relational perspective. In almost every area of my life, mentors started falling into place. So I want to give you a few tips and a few practical ways how you can engage yourself in mentorship. So after you've found your tribe and you've surrounded yourself with the right people, that you know that this is the place where I'm supposed to be and connect with a community and my community, then how do I now become intentional about finding a mentor and building that process and that relationship? And the first thing you're going to do is you're going to pray. You're going to pray that, Lord, send me the right person. Show me who I need to be intentional with. Who can I establish as a mentor in my life that will help me to grow and develop myself spiritually, emotionally, physically. And then after you've prayed, you're going to then sit back and trust that God will send you the right person, that he will show you, that he will make things align like he always does, so that at the right time and the right place, the right person will come onto your path. And that that person will be able to play a mentorship role in your life, a spiritual fathership role in your life. And then the moment that that happens, you have to obey. Whether it is that God might say, you have to approach that person and speak to them about, can I spend some time with you? And can we look at a mentorship relationship? You have to obey. And I can honestly tell you, um, there's been some amazing testimonies that I've experienced around this. There was a guy that I had a huge uh, desire to meet, but this guy was a, a massive motivational speaker. And the first time that I, that I heard this guy speak, I thought, this guy really inspires me. I'd love to spend some more time with this guy. But, I mean, he's a massive name in, uh, globally and locally. And he's, he writes books. He speaks on massive stages. How on earth am I... Um, ever going to be able to meet with this person um, and learn from him 
personally one on one. And um, but I prayed and I trusted and I obeyed. And what happened is that we actually had because I led the men's ministry at our local church, we had a men's breakfast. And when we started engaging with our eldership team around who we can invite as the guest speaker, one of the elders said, why don't we invite this guy? And I'm like, whoa, that's the guy. And I'm like, I don't know you know him. And he's like, yeah, I know him through X, Y, Z. And we ended up inviting this guy. And he came and it was phenomenal. And I actually received awesome word from this guy personally. I've got it saved on my laptop online. And I listen to it often. And even better than that, he forgot a couple of things at our church. And I got given the opportunity to deliver it to him at his house. And as I stopped at his house, he said, well, why don't you come in? Come grab a coffee. And we ended up having like a two-hour conversation about my life, where I want to be, and a lot of the things that I shared with him at the time and that he gave me advice on, I'm walking in today. Another example is um, someone that's brought massive breakthroughs uh, into my life, someone who's played a pivotal role in me walking into my calling today. And following my passion full time and being able to do what I feel that God is, or what I know God has called me to do, um, is a person that I, I knew him, I knew of him, but I didn't know him personally. And one day God just said to me, phone this guy. Um, so I phoned him and I'm like, listen, I don't know, this is going to sound weird, but I've recently um, devoted my life to God and I've started this journey with being sold out for Jesus and I don't know why but he told me to phone you and firstly this guy shouted like a maniac because he was so happy to hear that I've given my life to Christ but then he invited me for a coffee and from that first coffee became a few coffees over a, a, a number of years where this person played a, and still plays a massive mentorship role in my life and by being intentional and spending time with that person so many doors opened in my, in every area of my life. Another guy is that God showed me in a dream. You need to spend time with this person. And this was at the stage where I was leaving corporate and walking into my calling full time. And God showed me, this is a person you need to spend time with. And I engaged with that person and we went for a few coffees. And so many things have come out of that. One is that we were planning to make a decision to do something big financially and this guy said to me I feel that God is saying you're going to make a mistake and that and then we pulled away from it and realizing afterwards that it would have been a massive mistake we would have stepped into a huge pitfall if we had to go ahead and so grateful that God put these people in my life another example is a couple that we spend time with intentionally they're much older than us but We've been fortunate enough to have them in our community and we love the way they raise their kids. Besides the fact that we love them, they're phenomenal people. We love the way they operate as a family. We love the way they raise their kids. So we invited them for coffee. My wife and I, we had a chat and we said, these are people that we want to learn from. We invited them for coffee or we actually had a, a breakfast together and we said, look, we, our kids are still young. Your kids are much older, but we love you guys. You're awesome people. And we love the way you raise your kids. Please, can we learn from you? Please teach us how you 
of such an awesome family? And how do you raise your kids to become such stand-up kids? And they've just, with open arms, invited us into this journey. And now we intentionally spend time with them. And we will intentionally continue spending time with them. And they've given us such phenomenal tools that have already had a huge impact on our parenting and our relationship with, our, with, with each other and with, with our kids and as a family. We've grown because of that. But the one thing you need to understand about mentorship, and this is very important because so many people think, oh, this guy's awesome and I want to get to him, but then they never approach that process the right way. Because the reality is, is that you need to make time for them. They don't have to make time for you. So don't take offense if they don't phone you every week and go, hey, bud, when are you going to come see me again? I've got some cool stuff to teach you. It's your job to reach out to them and say, please, can I get to you? Please, can we go grab a coffee? And yes, be respectful. It's not going to help you phone them every day and want to see them every week. You'll set those boundaries in place in terms of their availability and your own. But it is your job to reach out to them and it's your job to get to them. And here's a few things that I want you to take note of when you spend time with these people, when God starts putting them in your life and when you start building that mentorship relationship. And the first one is, please don't waste their time. Don't waste their time. Their time is valuable. Trust me, the more you start walking in the call that God has for your life, the more you'll start realizing how precious and valuable your time is and how super intentional you need to be about how you spend it. And most of these people already know that. So don't waste their time. And the best way you can do that is arrive prepared. Arrive prepared. Know what you're going to ask them. Know the questions that you want to dive into. Spend some time preparing for that conversation so that you can write down the three or four most important bullet points you'd like to discuss with them and get advice from them from. Don't sit there and thumb suck and waste their time. And then thirdly, ask questions. Ask meaningful, important questions. Because guess what? These people are going to give you honest answers. If it hurts your feelings, get over it. They're not there to play games. They're going to tell you what will help you. And sometimes tough love is also love. Sometimes you need to hear stuff that hurts, but it will help you grow. So ask the right questions and then listen. Listen, listen, listen. Don't let it go into the one ear and out the other ear. Let it sink in. And write these things down, make notes, and then go and apply it. Because I promise you, if you're going to sit there in front of them the second or the third time, and they're going to realize that they've told you stuff, but you haven't applied, you haven't listened to it, and you haven't applied any of it, they're going to stop giving you advice and ultimately stop spending time with you. So you have to apply the things they teach you. And that's why it's so important that you go back in this process and say, Okay, pray that it's the right person and find the right tribe. Because otherwise you're going to apply the wrong advice and it's going to end up leading you down the incorrect path. And there's a few learnings that I've learned from applying the advice that my mentors have given me. For example, one mentor has taught me the importance of reading. 
and how books can change your life. And I honestly can tell you it has. There's a quote that I shared in our Monday Motivation recently that says, the next five years of your life will be determined by the people you spend time with and the books you read. And it's so true. And I'm so grateful that he has blessed me with the gift of reading. And that today that I can become, or that I know how important it is to read avidly and how books have such a massive impact on our lives. But it's also important that I read the right books. And that's why I have the right people in my life that can guide me towards reading the right books for me and the plan and the journey that God has me on. It's also given me the blessing of surrounding myself with a spiritual family and the blessing of my home church and how they've taught me to put certain riverbanks in place, practices that can help me to establish my relationship with God and a spiritual community and know that as long as I have those things in place, I will never become passive in my faith. And the third thing is, is it's taught me the importance of surrounding myself with people better than me. This is probably one of the best things that I can give you, is surround yourself with people better than you, because they will always pull you up. They'll always pull you up. They'll always set a standard higher than you think you can achieve, and you'll always grow as a result of that. And realize that you have to be intentional about your time. You have to be intentional about the people you surround yourself with. You have to be intentional about the community you decide to baptize yourself into. Because I made a decision a long time ago, and it was an easy decision. Reality is, unfortunately, I lost a lot of friends as a result, and it's not their fault. Do I miss them? Absolutely. Were they amazing friends? Yes. But I had to make a decision that this is the direction that I want to go in with my life. This is the... This is the direction that will lead to the best version of Jean that I feel I can be. And either you're with me on this journey, or unfortunately we have to part ways. I bless you, I love you, but I'm going this way. And I made a decision a long time ago, and I highly recommend you do the same. It's not going to be easy. You might lose a lot of friendships as a result. But trust me, God will replace them with new ones. But I made a decision that I'm going to surround myself with people, firstly, that go where I am going, that go where we are going as a couple, that go where we are going as a family, or they have already achieved what I aim to achieve. They have already achieved what we aim to achieve as a couple. They have already achieved what we aim to achieve as a family. And the guy that's in our church, a good friend of mine, he shared something with me once which I think is phenomenal. A lesson that his dad taught him, and it's just the, again the wisdom of fathers. He said that always make sure that 80% of your friendship is people better than you, and 20% is people that are in a worse position than you, whether it's emotionally, physically, or financially, it doesn't matter. Because that way, the 80% will always pull you up to become better than yourself, and the 20% will be people that you can pull up to become better than themselves currently. But if that formula is the other way around, and 80% of your friendship are people that are at the same level as you or lower than you, and only 20% higher than you, then the 80% will always pull you down, and you'll never be able to pull up the 20%. And it's just a phenomenal way to look at it. 
And when you get this right, you can start really understanding the concept of loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. Because firstly, you'll be able to build trust relationships in the community that you're in. Secondly, you'll be intentional about your time and who you spend it with. Thirdly, you'll be able to love the people God has already placed in your life. And fourthly, you can see that and you will see that God will send you people you need in your life. And I promise you, one of the best ways to do this is to find your home church. Find your home church. So many people have left the church because of offense. A great book to read about this is called The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. Phenomenal book. But so many people have left the church before because of offense. But guys, you have to understand, the way you leave one church is the way you'll be received in the next. And a church is still run by people. So you might walk in there and think this is the best church in the world. Eventually, someone will do something to upset you. But when that happens, like my friend and mentor, Tian de Jager says, don't press out, press in. Sort those things out. Because once you find your home church, you gain the massive benefit of being part of a community. And every person I've needed in my life, God has sent my way through his body and through people that share the same Christian values and beliefs and practice it in the same way that I do and that we do as a family. And that has changed my life. And it can do the same for you. So I trust that through this podcast, you've gained some valuable lessons of contentment in friendship, how you can make the best of the community that God's put in your life, where you're at currently, and really engage yourself with the right tribe and grow from that. And I believe that God will send you amazing mentors your way and open doors for you that you never thought possible. As always, at Money and Home, we believe that justice leadership starts at home, so does money management. And through stewardship, anyone can learn to manage their money where it matters most, which is in their own. This brings us to the end of episode 6 of our Money and Home podcast. If you want to learn more about how to steward, you can get our stewarded course. Because you only have one life and it's important that you learn to steward it. To learn the basic principles of stewardship, visit our website at www.moneyandhome.coza. Our scripture for this podcast is 1 Corinthians 12 verse 12 to 13. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. So my prayer for you today is that God will guide you to the right tribe, the right community, and send you the right people so that you can really begin to value and be blessed from this principle of not what you know, but who you know, and really discover contentment in friendship. Until next time, God bless.